Well, let's do this. Fuck it. When you joke, I don't even pay attention sometimes. Right, no offense. Because it's not because it's not a joke. <laughs> that's, that's why it's the driest shit ever. You're you're funny in a different way, but when you're trying to be funny, I'm like, man, what? Like this guy. I'll be honest. You're funny, but you're not funny. I don't know how to explain. Oh yeah. It. Welcome to the first ever episode of Elephant in the Room podcast. I am Carl, and and I this am, is Jimmy. This is Jimmy. And this is our first ever episode. We're going to kind of wing it as we go. Uh, we're going to go a little bit into what this podcast is going to be about and who we are. Um, really, we'll start with, with the name, Elephant in the Room. Um, I'm going to let the actual elephant start off with, with what Elephant in the Room means to him. Here we go. I'm in the room. I'm the elephant. What What this means to me is... You know, it's, you know, we live in times of uncertainty. You know, there's many people that go about their days and they pick up information. And, you know, some people relevant, a way to keep up with the times. But it's unfortunate because we've had it. We're at a time now where like, like news corporations and other entities are getting beefed up with financial assistance. But with that financial assistance comes, you know, um, blind faith, which means that if you're going to have a particular group, you know, put assets into your organization, you kind of you're probably going to be more likely to sign up to be a spokesperson. So with this in mind, I feel like we should bring a situation to fruition, talk about the ideas and see where it's heading towards, because with these times of uncertainty, it just seems like people are just string along down the wrong idea kind of bring up their emotional um they bring up their emotions so kind of like you know they're it seems like they're they're very adamant about how they feel about things and how they see it like how they see ideas what do you think about it i feel i definitely see it as this day and age obviously we're in we're in very political times very intense times of rhetoric and conversation and with that comes kind of the the blurring of the the middle ground so you've got the extremes on both sides and it's the echo chamber on both sides nobody on the right wants to listen to to the left nobody on the left wants to listen to the right and you get kind of i hate to call it but the moderates on either side kind of get lost in the middle and almost don't want to speak up. So with that comes the elephant in the room in almost any conversation. And with this, it's probably going to sway definitely one-sided. Um, but I think the the wholesome part that we'll keep coming back to is that that willingness to, to hear both sides, um, even if there is a, a personal bias. And I know yeah. for sure you, it's, it you is, feel it that is, group. It is interesting because, like, with, with individual life experiences and um, people that are preaching ideas that are that would be considered moderate, I feel like these are the voices that we actually need to hear because it's I would say it's like a like a mental bridge where if they can <clears throat> come if they can preach ideas to you that you know they may not agree with most things from you, then I feel like that's that's how that's how humanity like lives longer, basically by preaching ideas, practicing them. And basically making sure the human race survivals still uphold upheld. And I just like 
I feel like we need this podcast to like bring voices out and bring ideas that are not so ludicrous or not so hateful as others may deem. And I just feel like like having this podcast will bring things into the light in the spotlight. And I feel like we need, we need to speak about these ideas. All right. With that. So let's go a little bit into, obviously we we're both going to have our personal biases. We're both going to have our political slants, if you will. Um, we're human. And I want this to be as, as real as possible um, for us to not have our fake faces on. Cause so often in public or in, in personal interactions, it's a lot easier to, to put on a, a facade than to actually be honest and true in every interaction. Um, so let's go a little bit into who, who we are and what our, what our political um, ascension or political identity is. So you can start, Jimmy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, being a first-generation Hispanic person uh, with my parents moving into the States in the late 70s, you know, you I want just to call yourself Latinx. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, <clears throat> I honestly do not know what Latinx is. I probably had to look it up, but I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want to jump into like new terms because I don't know. I just feel like, like, do we really need to call ourselves Latinx to stay relevant? I mean, I just feel like, you know, the achievements of one individual person is already enough. You know, I feel like we should always be proud about what we can do for ourselves, what we can do for our family. I don't think representation is really that important. If, if you know, if you really want to be represent, if you really want to represent yourself, I think Latinx is kind of a shortcut to doing things. I feel like being politically involved, being within your community, seeing, seeing who's doing what, how you can make it better. And the most of all, what can you do for others? I feel like that's just something very important that instead of running around saying you're Latinx, I feel like putting yourselves on the ground, you know, helping others. That's really who you, that's how you determine your worth and your value. What do you think? Do, do, do work. Don't, don't take on some broad identity for the sake of it. Yeah. Cause I, I could sit here and say, Hey, I'm Latinx, but it's like, okay, that's good. You are Latinx. And then that's how far it goes. But if you're sitting here saying, hey, you know, I want everyone to come join me. We're going to feed the homeless, for, for example. Or, hey, you know, we're going to do a bike ride for cancer or something. Something that, you know, pushes pushes like a bigger a bigger idea. That's something that people need to um, focus on in terms of how can they impact the world to how they see fit. I'm with you there. All right. I interrupted you on this political journey. Get at it. <laughs> not at all i mean realistically it's you know i've i lived in an environment where like you know um i obviously i live with you know minorities among me and you know we always have aspirations and dreams just like other children and everybody else but it's interesting because you know they see the things around them and for some reason they just it just seems like they want to play down to the to the environment that they're in and we're realistically it's kind of like hey you, you know, you have the ability to make a change in your community, whether it's, you know, talking to the talking to the city about building a park or, you know, um, helping out with other people. I feel like the sky's the limit. But at the same time, if you live in an environment where you think that everything around you is not good, you know, most people believe that 
it's going to be hard to be motivated. Well, realistically, there needs to be a bigger picture, a bigger idea. And that's where real change starts from within. So where on the spectrum would you say you fall, if at all, and how did you get there? You know, um, it's a very difficult question to ask because considering that I know many different people on both sides of the spectrum, I get mislabeled all the time. I would like to believe I'm a centrist, but at the, at the end of the day, I think I may lean towards a little bit of the left, even though my objective is going towards the right. But I still share a lot of the, you know, left side leanings and, but I try to give it more of an edge with a purpose, with an, with a, um, with an agenda and an idea to make the world a better place. Like, how can I make other, other people's situations a lot better from my ideas and actions? So would you ascribe to fuck the spectrum altogether, fuck the right, fuck the left, and judge a person and their beliefs on their individual merits, maybe? That's where that's where um, I'm at. I, I feel like I feel like going that direction may be a double edged sword, meaning that it could be helpful, okay, but it can also hurt. So you said you got you see value in, in, in the labels to an extent. I think the labels it's kind of like a guideline. Uh, it, it could be it could be helpful as a guideline to people. Um, it could be something that like people can use to um, find their identity, such as myself. But at the same time, uh, not having labels can also help because when you come into a situation, you talk to someone that you don't know where they lean. It can actually you can actually probably um, learn more or you can probably get more places. But if you're talking to someone, you know who they are and you possibly don't agree with them. You would under, you would tell yourself, influence yourself, that they're completely doing things, and um, they would, you know, they would um, ignore it, or they, you know, they would tell themselves like, oh yeah, they overpass, they overlook this, so that's kind of why I don't agree with them. Like for example, you can have someone saying they're they're a fan of the nuclear family, where you know they have their mom like cooking and cleaning and taking care of the children. And that's how they prefer it because that's how they grew up as where others would say that that's restricting women and basically putting them at a position where they're, they can't progress, where there's so many ways they can progress. And it's just tough because when you listen to people with ideas like that, you tend to shut off, you shut yourself off because you know where they lean. So, so you're more right side now, but have... <sighs> progressed from there from from other beliefs in the past absolutely um you know i would say like doing or learning right right or right side ideas has actually like blossomed into a person that i knew like basically i wake up every day knowing that the sky's the limit and every anything will change as long as i keep i keep practicing my actions and i go out in the world and do what i can I gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, it's so yeah, go ahead. I'm on my side, I'm I'm coming from I, I would say very similar in the sense of definitely uh progression over time, uh change, and I think that's only natural. I almost am critical of, of anyone who's had the exact same belief for their entire life. Um not that it doesn't show growth, but it's it's less likely to. 
But in my case, I would definitely say different than you. And I think we both know we have much different upbringings and we'll have many more instances of, of those clashing, uh, which I think adds some, some fun to this. You're listening to Elephant in the Room podcast. I'm definitely to, to your to your GOP. I would be the libertarian challenging the 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 Republican um, talking points, if you will. But if if I take it to the extreme, I'm I'm definitely a um, might you say idealist. As soon as Peter Thiel gets the funding for for those those makeshift islands floating out in the in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I'll, I'll be not on the first wave. I'll be on the second wave. Once the anarcho-capitalists all kill themselves on the first one, I'll go on the second wave with the with the pragmatist. So, <laughs> do you think do you think that's what the end goal is going to be? Because a lot of people, a lot of people, like understand that when two extremities hit each other, like hot and cold, you know, things happen. So you know, there's a lot of people out there that think that like this is all going to a shithole and a shitstorm and it's just going to be bad. But, you know, I feel like with this great tense, I feel like I, I kind of have a little faith in humanity. I feel like we can actually figure it out within ourselves. It's just going to be tough because I don't know. It just seems like one of those things where like when you have good times, you know, it creates when you have good people, it creates good times. But I think we're at a point now where we're, we're at good times creates, you know, bad people. And then the bad people, are creating bad times. So I think we're at the point where we got to fix it and right the ship. I haven't lost faith in, in any given individual just, just yet. Um, there's, there's plenty of shit to be, to be uh, <laughs> disappointed with, but there's plenty of beautiful shit going on in the world and in the United States to, to, to hold on to some, some optimism. Yeah, because, like, even if you play a theory of comparisons between the United States and, like, countries outside the outside the United States, I mean, we're, like, we technically are not that bad. Like, even when it comes to, like, CO2 emissions or how we treat others, I think we're doing, like, a – I mean, obviously, we can be better. <clears throat> yes, we can't erase 100% of evil. But at the same time, if we look at, by comparisons, once again, other countries, I think we're doing a very good job and we can always build on something like that. And not so much on those particulars, but I'm very much on that on that line. It's putting things into perspective, putting things into a, a pragmatist view, not as a scapegoat, not to not to give yourself an out or give the country as a whole an out, but to really bring things into perspective and and take that emotion out of shit and really apply the, the logic and the practical application of shit. Like it's easy. We could talk emotions all day. And I think that's our issue right now is the, the new cycle is driven by emotions, hands down. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I feel like, I feel like if, if any kind of form of media can draw emotions, it can definitely bring your wallet in. Meaning that if you're scared from a movie preview and you want to see this movie, of course you're going to pay. If you're entertained or excited from an action flick, you're going to want to see it. If the news tells you that things are happening, you're going to you know, put money to an organization who's trying to stop it. Um, you know, everything is built. Everything like the economy is kind of flooded by, moved by emotion. So considering that this is the name of the game, it's very difficult for to teach the everyday average Joe to not focus their emotions when they see any kind of form of media. 
and I think it would be ignorant to think that we can't that we can get rid of all emotion, and that's I think some of the the far right or some of the mainstream right's extreme position. Like emotion is a core part of our being, but it's the balance and the and the construct and the control of that emotion and how it influences our our behaviors and our policy per se. Because um, one thing I wanted to point out is that like when it comes to media. You have to get people scared. You have to get people uh, mm-hmm. aggravated because that's how people put, put money into things that they believe in. It's like that's a trick. Right. You're listening to Elephant in the Room podcast. Because with everyday current news events, what I try to do to make understanding of it is try to relate it to like previous sources or origins of ideas. And for me to understand like where things come from, for some reason, it's almost helped me have a minimum impact towards me. And considering this is the first podcast, I feel like this is something that we can, we can always have an open discussion with whomever and whoever. Because I feel like everyone should have their ideas spoken about. And I feel like all ideas should be discussed as well. I mean, I feel like that's, that's something that I feel like we've lost, we lost a part of. Because when you watch like CNN or like Fox or something, You'll have like five people that literally agree with each other. So it's like, where's the discussion? And just like I said, I named both of them because everyone is doing it. And this is why like independent media and podcasts themselves have actually make a, they've actually made it like a pave way for uh, information transfer from, you know, individual people to, in, from, yeah, from and to individual people. Yeah. And I think that's where our, maybe not power, but our practicality, our relatability comes in. Neither you or I work in politics. We're not politicos. We're not political aides. And we're not journalists. This is not our profession. We've got other passions, other interests, and other professional goals. But I think at the core, and I definitely don't want to put words in your mouth, but at the core, I see politics and civics and all of this as such a critical component to everyday life, everyday being even outside of the context of being in the States, but it is such a core part of your being that you have to be vested to some degree and active. And it's such a cliche to be active, but you feel me? No, no, it, like, it make like, to me, like, that's how, that's how I made sense of things from the whole, like, from like, from like literally, you, you wake up to the morning, you wake up in the morning, you have your set of instructions that you do in order to get ready for the day. I feel like it comes from origins of upbringing and like, you know, obviously they tell you don't talk about politics, but it come, kind of comes from that because if you have a parent who upholds you getting ready for the morning every day and hold you responsible, you're going to be more inclined to basically be strict about your mornings. Whereas if you had an environment where you woke up and they're like, get ready, and you didn't do much, you tend to um, depend on other things to make out your morning. So I feel like having those two different ideas and having discussions about everything can also like shed light on how to be individual, be better individuals, regardless of where you lean. So I think we hit a ton of shit. I don't want to drag out our, our welcome to number one too long. Definitely, I want to hit on maybe some maybe some current events. The last thing I want to do is become another like current events like news update podcast. 
but we can definitely touch on some current events. But I think we're going to get a lot more philosophical and, and conceptual as we go. Absolutely. I look forward to a lot of this discussion. I think why a lot of our, our banter is, is very entertaining effective. or very yeah effective. Yeah, we definitely – I think we both grow from it, and hopefully others do too. Um, actually, we know others do too, and <laughs> others are tied up in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because – yeah, because I was going to say there's there's a lot of podcasts out there and I feel like, you know, one of the greatest things for individuals to come together is discussion. I feel like having discussions and speaking with one of another, you know, can enlighten the experience between two people. But but for example, though, if you do, if you come across a person, for example, they say that, like, you know, we should never have jails, for example, like AOC or something, abolish uh abolish prisons like if you meet an individual that says something like that and then they're telling you ideas or challenging your ideas how would you come how would you influence yourself to even respect the idea or even come to a discussion with that person considering that you heard that from the beginning and that's yeah and that's where the extremes i think are we're in the time of the extremes and that's where my issue with the labels comes so i really struggle to throw a label either on my myself or on my my positions or my my thoughts and my beliefs um, just for that exact reason that it it pigeonholes you or it 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 almost adds to a lot of what we point fingers at being the problem of of the extremes and not being open to other thoughts if you've listened this long god bless you and you're a trooper um, <laughs> we can talk for days um to wrap up our first one obviously we'll go into plenty more this is going to go for days jimmy and i aren't, aren't going anywhere we're going to go out on some some wholesome inspiration from jimmy ladies and gentlemen one thing i always <laughs> tell my peers know your worth young king know your worth young queen this is important because I tell everyone, as individuals, you have the power to do what you want. And it's, it's important to go out about your day and understanding that you can always make a change for the better. Know your worth. It's important. Take care, guys. All right. With that, we're out. Thank you all. Come back for the next one.